Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. Anna, it's time to talk about one of our sponsors. Sweet. Uh, it's going to be Horror Block. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard about Horror Block, but it's a uh, block that you you basically click on the uh, go to our description. Mm-hmm. There's a link there for Horror Block. You click on that, brings you to the page, and it's basically a monthly subscription blo- box. Ooh. So basically, this month, uh, this is uh, going till August 25th is when the next box of Horror Block ships out. So you have nine days, kids, from when you listen to this, or probably eight. But in this month's Horror Block, you're going to look for uh, there's going to be items from Supernatural. Ooh. Ghostbusters, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and more. Holy, okay. So just with those first three things, that really makes me want to go out and get it. <laughs> yeah, so they have a lot of great different toys and all the good stuff. Uh, so go ahead and definitely check out Horror Block. Again, just go down to our description uh, and comments and everything like that, and just go ahead and click on that banner. It'll bring you right to Horror Block, and then go ahead and subscribe, and we get a little bit of a kickback. Hell yeah, I'm down. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Stevo and I'm Anna. And you can find us on www.facebook.com backslash Not Another Bee Horrorcast. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on 4iRadio.com. You can also find everything else on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio. And Player FM and Podcast Directory. And also don't forget, if you are a Google uh, pl- Play uh, person, you actually go to your Google Play apps. There will be a little uh, podcast thing. And we're actually under the 4i Radio Network. Uh, our shows are not individually, so if you subscribe to that, you can find our show. Or you can just download it every Thursday on the 4i Radio Network. Now with all that stuff out of the way, Anna, yes. how has your week been? Uh, not too bad. Just busy, busy. Back working overtime again, so all that fun stuff. Uh, the joys of work. Yep. Oodles of fun. And, uh, oh, uh, did a birthday thing with my sisters and, like, my family this week, so that was kind of cool. That's cool. Your um, sister just moved to NAU area because she's going to be teaching classes up there, I believe? Yes. I believe she already is i don't know how the school um, i don't know how it works either i uh, think she's working i think she's doing it but i'm not positive well i was gonna say is i'm not in school anymore so i don't know the school schedule i only know a little bit of it just when i'm driving home from work and i'm like ah crap school zone and there's kids (laughs) and all this crap so um so yeah yeah sounds about right what about you how was your week Oh, my week is fine. Just normal, normal. Just, uh, again, I always keep talking. I bring this up every podcast until it's actually actually done. But, uh, yeah, I was just doing a bunch of new stuff for the show and dropping sound drops and all that kind of stuff and things like that. Uh, nothing too crazy or great. Um, cool, cool. Just the normal. 
of everything else. But uh, yeah, Anna and I did watch a movie this week, which we'll touch upon toward the end of the show. Um, so if you have not seen the movie From Dusk Till Dawn, 1996, uh, written by Quentin Tarantino, um, directed by Robert Rodriguez. There's another writer in there. I'll pull that up when we actually get to the show to give everyone a little bit more info. Um but yeah, uh, we'll talk about that um, towards the end of the show. So if you haven't seen it, you can go to Netflix right now and check it out. It's on there. Uh, and then come back and listen to what you think of our reviews of the movie and the reviews of others. Um, but before we dive into the show and all that good stuff, I wanted to read up on some of our new Twitter followers. Yes. Because uh, I've kind of forgot about them a couple of times because, of course, last episode was actually a commentary track for The Lost Boys. We highly recommend that you actually watch The Lost Boys while listening to that commentary track because Matthew tried to listen to it without it. And he's like, if you don't know the movie or anything that possibly is going on at this point, uh, yeah, you, it'll be very confusing. Um, so definitely sync that up with the movie. We do tell you when it starts. So go ahead and check out episode number 40. So another thing, yeah, episode 41. So we are nine episodes away of 50. Sweet. And I know we started the show in October mm-hmm. uh, last of last year. So we're getting towards that again. Yeah. Where it's going to be October. So we'll be actually be doing the show for a year uh, with 50 episodes in our belt. So that's pretty we'll good. We'll see what happens. Um, um, but again, yeah, I was just thinking about it. Like, if they're listening to our commentary of uh, Lost Boys, like, there's a lot of weird comments about like anal? saxophones. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of oh yeah, there was a lot of anal comments. A lot for of me. anal. There's a lot of saxophone references. I mean, that's why I said it's it's Matthew with a shirt off. You know, it's most <laughs> it's mostly. <clears throat> It's mostly a riff track, I should say, because I'm watching the movie for the first time. Uh, so I think maybe we might not do so much as um, uh, commentary tracks in the future, but I think we might do uh, movies that we've uh, already seen and are making fun of, uh, and we'll go ahead and do that. Because I do plan on watching The Lost Boys again, so I can actually like not have to sit there and, and, be actually, like, and like, try to pay attention to the story, like yeah. actually watch it and enjoy it for what it is and stuff like that. But again, uh, yes, we have new Twitter followers. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at BHorrorCast, all one word. So check that. So at the first part, so we have found footage critic uh, went ahead and follow us. Uh, also, uh, Zeke Earlskill. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but uh, you can follow him as well. There's also th- uh, another podcast called Dead Last Podcast. And then there's another podcast that's following. It's called Death by Podcast. And then we have the DUHD News followed us and the Monterey Productions. Uh, I want to thank you guys all for following us. Um, I'm actually thinking probably reaching out to a couple of these people and see if we can find uh, uh, other people, go, uh, maybe guests to Skype in or something like that. Uh, we also have, who also followed us, was uh, C.A. Smith. Thank you for following us. And also Horror Fan Club. Oh. And then today, someone actually liked our tweet, um, and it's called Upstate Horror. Uh, they followed us, but they also sent us over a direct message, which I thought was pretty cool. And he says, hey, horror f- uh, fiend, stay scary via at Crowdfire. So I want to thank them, and I, I will have to hit them back sometime and also start hitting some of these people up on Twitter just to be like, hey, uh, even if I just do an interview one-on-one with them through uh, the Skype or the Google Hangout and everything like that, and then we just drop it into the show for you guys to listen. I think that'd be a cool thing. Again, we're also looking for anybody locally. If you're in the Arizona area, Tempe, Chandler, Scottsdale, Mesa, 
Uh, you want to come down to the studio and uh, you want to be a guest on the show, you're more than welcome to. Also, don't forget, you can send over any fan um, or listener stories. So if you have any fan mail you want to send us, which I highly doubt, but if you have any <laughs> listener stories, I should pretty much say kind of. Um, yeah, because actually I was listening to another one of the podcasts that you're doing, um, Socially Awkward, and mm. it was very interesting listening to uh, Stephen talk about his paranormal experiences and you talk about yours. Um, so, yes, please send us your stories. Um, yeah. That would be freaking awesome. And you can do that at uh, not another be horrorcast, all one word, really long, at Gmail. Uh, we have an email. It's so not another be horror. Not cast. another be horror cast. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. So, um, without further ado, we'll jump into this uh, the shoe, the really big shoe. It's not really <laughs> that big. Um, apparently, I got to do something big for the 50th episode because I just realized doing the 100th episode of Arcade Bros. I really didn't plan anything, and I probably should have done something different, and you only get, like, one 100, unless you have multiple shows on the network, um, <laughs> to get there. Uh, but, of course, I just found out that, like, Socially Awkward is at, like, 171 will be this Friday's episode. And well, then, damn. yeah, we're almost to 200, so it's just kind of... But that's, like, four years, which is funny, because I'm seeing, like, Kevin Smith, Chris Hardwick, um, a lot of these people are finally hitting, like, 300, and I'm, like, <laughs> barely getting to 200, so... Well, you're playing catch-up. Well, just well I was about to say, if Kevin Smith keeps taking the hiatuses that he keeps doing with his podcast, because <laughs> he's busy doing the yoga hoser stuff, which, by the way, I believe comes out this weekend. I don't know if it's <sighs> the select theaters, and then the rest nationwide will be um, in september but uh i know i plan on i want to i want to watch uh tusk and then go see that one so we might even do like a little bit of a kevin smith uh movie reel of the film such as he had well we did halloween as a little segment so we could probably talk about that again but he did um red state which is not really horror it's more suspenseful but it's still a pretty good movie uh then we got tusk which either you loved it or you hate it because it is a very bizarre movie <laughs> and same with gremlins even though I'm calling it Gremlins, but it's not, but Yoga Hosers, but Kevin Smith described it as, like, Gremlins mixed with, like, a teenager girl movie or something <laughs> like that. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'll keep you guys posted so on that one. Twilight Gremlins, gotcha. Uh, not so much <laughs> Twilight Gremlins, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, so a bunch of that kind of stuff is coming up in the near future, so we'll figure stuff out. I know kids are still, uh, but anyways, eerie news of the week. Well... So without further ado, that was a horrible drop on that one because eh. I forgot to turn the thing off. But uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, so apparently <clears throat> a satellite dish. So the uh, SETI has uh, observed a strong signal that uh, may originate from a sun-like star. Whoa. So they're talking about all this kind of stuff. Now there's been a bunch of crazy. Uh, space stuff uh for the couple of weeks or whatnot uh even matthew told me there is a podcast like uh nasa uh i think it's called or whatnot and it's basically just all the recordings from nasa that week Ooh. uh it's a weekly podcast but it's just all these weird noises in space and whatnot and it's not even that long it's like maybe like five yeah minutes i know or some of that um oh, that's cool but yeah and then there was that weird planet thing with uh i think it was jupiter or Uranus or something. I don't know. Uh, there was something like shooting off of a planet or something. I don't know. It's, if you want to get the better story, go to a better podcast <laughs> called Bizarre States. Um, but yeah, so anyway, strange noises in space uh, oh. coming from a sun star thing. But of course, here we go. Anna is going to derail the show. What? 
You know what? Never mind. No. No, no, no. Yeah, you can talk about it. Well, it's all you, because I'm putting myself on mute, so carry the show. No dead air. Um, well, that was an awkward transition. I was just going to say that's interesting that they found, like, sound that was coming from a star, because... Um, well, no, they didn't find I mean, sound like, coming from a star. There's a there's a signal signal coming off of the star. The sounds were just the sounds of space. With a, oh, you combine two things sorry. together. The, the NASA podcast is just something I remembered from Socially Awkward that I figured I'd mention here. If people are into the space stuff, okay, you know, sci-fi and all that kind of things, they can they I can download some that. Promise smart people. Um, um, no, anyways. But you were talking about this, uh, yeah, a, a, a signal that is, may orientate from a sun-like star. Cool. Uh, the star is located 95 light years from Earth and has at least uh, one uh, com- uh, comfort uh, planet next to it. Uh, uh, remains only uh, the barest of uh, probabilities. Astronauts have found uh, evidence of external intelligent life. Uh, uh, nevertheless, it's the community of astronauts that other scientists who use radio telescopes to search the heavens for beacons of life. That is, uh, see, this is the thing I think is always funny. We are still looking for life on other planets. Now, technically, there is life in space, whether or not it's intelligent life that we have found. But there's bacteria. There's, yeah. uh, you know, different creature, like little, like they're all very minuscule. Uh, on that kind of a scale. So I think it's always kind of very interesting that even though like we have the space program and we're doing, you know, trying to find life on Mars or, or not even Mars, but make it habitable, I should say, because that used to be like the dream back in the day if there's life was life on Mars and all that kind of stuff. But now it's more of searching for planets that we could either make um, – like earth-like where can we grow stuff can we live on the planet you know because apparently basically to populate it yeah populate it no yeah no you're completely right yeah populate but i'm just mean it's like i like how that was our contingency plan like we really were like we fuck the earth up big time guys uh we gotta go to space we're gonna fuck up those planets too no no we'll be responsible this time we're totally gonna fuck up those planets wink right Uh, why do you have to make the winking sound i'm right next to you Wink. Why do you keep doing that? I don't understand. Let's just go back up into space. Um, Why is there an Indian person going? You don't think an Indian man could work at NASA? Racist. Racist. Oh, hello. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, let me direct your call to racist. Well, I mean, technically, NASA is based in Texas, so just saying. Hey, I'm allowed to criticize Texas. No, I just, it's just very, Anna, I'm trying to bring this show into a good intelligent show that people can come for well news. apparently all i can do is derail it so um <laughs> basically just make this a nice you know until basically i'm trying to go for like you know an, uh, a, a pulitzer you know award for uh best podcast pulitzer prize yeah you know so uh let's uh try to keep this on track i'm gonna do an npr voice now for the rest <laughs> of the show so anyway so yes there might be intelligent life out there into the uh, universe. So, um, my ears are starting a, to hurt. I gotta take a <laughs> sip of coffee. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, we're gonna put an album on by uh, Jessica Green. Uh, her light, dulcet tones can uh, help you relax during this commercial break. That's brought to you by uh, Shig Newtons, not not Fig Newtons, because we can't, uh, we don't have that much money. So uh, a Swedish company uh, gave us Shig uh, Newtons. So go ahead and have those with your uh, stuff. So uh, chaos theory. Yes. 
No, no. Uh, keep yeah. going. I was waiting for you to. Oh, that's that's. You know what? I just really. I could probably carry the whole show like that. I don't think I need any more hosts if I just talk in that voice. <laughs> I don't know how many listens you'll get, but I might actually, get more. No, you probably would get lots of hipsters listening to you. I mean, like, oh man, have you heard this podcast? No, they're they're too cool for podcasts. They have to wait. What they do is they have to wait until things aren't. I know. Cool I just anymore. no, no. I was going to say. I know. I you. I was just saying. Anna derails the show. But if anybody gets the joke, is I'm the derailer on all the shows. Uh, but I just realized, like, no, no, no. They have to wait until they can take the podcast is no longer popular. Then they have to have a machine. They have to find a device and everything to hook it up so they can record it onto a cassette Vinyl. tape. Oh. No, no, no. A cassette tape, because a cassette tape is ironic, and they won't be able to listen to it still, but they could be like, oh, like, and then when people go like, yeah, I don't like that podcast anymore, he's like, I knew them before they were a podcast, and they throw down their hipster tape, and they're like, dude, we can't, wow, how do we listen to this? And he's all like, you can't, man, unless we go to like eight different Zia records and a Goodwill to find a Walkman. What's a Walkman? Oh, man, did you like become a hipster yesterday? Because like on the Walkman's ironic now. That's so accurate. It's kind of nauseating. Um, uh, Saturday Night Live, I can play a hipster. Um <laughs> I don't know if that's something to be proud of or if it's something I, if to be If you're making fun of. of something, it gives it range. That's true. Uh, but this is one thing, the last piece of eerie news of the week. Now, this was like back, uh, I think a week ago maybe, mm-hmm. uh, someone found this out. Somebody was playing a Pokemon Go and they found uh, they found something known as the legendary legend of the Loveland Frogman. Ooh. So um, the picture is pretty creepy, but it also looks like uh, a Muppet. I don't have a picture of it. Well, it has a video, and oh. I was trying to find there is a there is a picture. Yeah, if you scroll down a little bit, and uh, there's like this Muppet with eyes. Oh. Like it has the glowing eyes, and then like at a point, it's it it stands it stands up. So I was gonna wait and play a little bit of this trailer to see a little idea of this, but apparently this advertisement is taking forever. Oh, I know. I have this. The light between oceans. Go fuck yourself. Oh, I just had a baby, and oh, mine is State Farm. Ah, State Farm is there. All right, so here we go. So somebody has um, oh shit, this thing is no stop. I want to what? Okay, so I don't know if there's any sound, so I'm gonna play this again. No, I don't care what's up next. No, there's not any sound. Okay, yeah, there's no sound, but yeah, you can check this video out. We did post it to the Facebook page, but yeah, it's just like this weird lights. I mean, the picture shows something, but the the actual um. But yeah, it looks like it's probably... This is probably what happened to... Oh, yeah. Now let's advertise a stupid movie I could give shits about. Um, Michael Fassbender, the only thing I care about coming out at the end of the year is your Assassin's Creed movie, and hopefully it does well. And if you fuck this franchise up, then you are no longer can be an X-Men. Aw. Yeah, it kind of looks like a potato with sneakers on. Oh, Mike. Okay, this is crazy. So far, a lot of the stories that I've been getting are all out of Ohio, where Eric just moved. So I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe the Sasquatch is back in its natural habitat, that all these other paranormal creatures are coming uh, to life. But yeah, Loveland, Ohio. Uh, long ago in the 70s, men spoke of the legendary creature inhabited the little uh, Miami uh, River. 
Now a couple play. Uh, now a couple playing Pokemon Go may have stumbled across the same creature of the Longland Frogman. Uh, the story goes: two different police officers spotted the Frogman on two different nights in uh, March of 1972, according to TheWeirdest.com. Uh, Wednesday night, Sam Jacob and his girlfriend were... I like how the girlfriend did not want to be named, but definitely Sam Jacob's like, no, put my name in. I want people to know I have a girlfriend. Uh, we're <laughs> the girl's playing. like, no, nah, I don't care. She's like, I, I, we're, what? No, we're, yeah. we're just hanging out. Uh, I'm playing Pokemon Go ironically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Pokemon Go between the Loveland, uh, Marandon Road, and the Lake Isabella. Uh, then a night of fun turned into a chilling tale of horror. Not, okay. I know you're trying to get people to read this, but come on, really? That's a cheer. I saw it. looks like a Muppet. Basically, to me, I think it's Kermit the Frog. He found out the show got canceled of the Muppets. He fucking found <laughs> he a just... bunch of meth, and now he's just in the river like, ah! He's hey! just tweaking out like, ah! Hi-ho! Ah! Uh, yeah, so the legendary frogman thing. So we did post the pictures. Yeah, it literally looks like, I don't know if somebody's scuba diving under the thing, but Jacob, uh, but as I said, Jacob stopped in to play Pokemon Go and he got uh, do- the document of what he was seeing on the, on the chances that he was decided to document this and send it off to the newspapers for him to see while he was not playing Pokemon Go. He missed four legendary uh, Pokemon that popped up just at that time. And he totally fucked it. So that that's why Jacob's girlfriend is no longer with him. <laughs> I also like how down at the bottom it says, do you believe in the Loveland Frogman? And first answer is, yes, I want to believe. Second answer is, no, I trust no one. Oh, and the okay. third one is, maybe the truth is out there. It's like, so if you don't believe in the Frogman, they're like, you're a fucking dick. Yeah, like, apparently, yeah. It's just dumb. Yeah, that's like, how things go. But, yeah, so that's a little bit of the eerie news of the week. Uh, it's kind of funny. I want to actually kind of sit down, and I, I said this before, but I really just – what I might need to do is just self-record myself and then just drop these into the show be like, oh, here's our creature of the week and just give like a little quick overview, like a mini episode within an episode hmm. within another mini episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then play it on a cassette tape? It's the future. <laughs> Which sucks. Now I kind of really want to call this episode mixtape, um, <laughs> or ironic. Um, well, then you'll just get a bunch of Alanis Morissette fans. I, that's fine. They'll be like, "This is ironic. This doesn't like- sound like her at all." Yeah. Like, there's no music. It's just two people talking, and two of them keep derailing the show, and then one of them accuses the other one for derailing the show, and then goes ahead and derails the show. Like, what? I'm really confused. This isn't ironic at all. Um, but yeah, but of course, uh, we have our horror TV news of the week. Um, yes. So, without further ado. So, that's right. I know. I gotta get better sound drops, kids. They're yeah. coming. Um, anyway, so, Anna, you found a couple of these stories this week. Yeah. So, what are we looking at? So actually, I'm going to start from the uh, bottom and work my way up. Okay. Um, just because I want to save the first story for last. <clears throat> but, so, first story on the agenda, I guess. Um, Ring's trailer marks the uh, return of Samara and her curse. So it looks like Samara wants to be reborn in the official trailer for Paramount Pictures' Rings in theaters October 28th, which actually I've never seen the first movie, The Ring. So it wasn't there like The Ring and then The Ring 2 and now they're making Rings. 
Like yeah, you just kind of summed up an entire trilogy, like most oh, movies. Cool. Uh, yeah, it was just <laughs> Ring. It was just the Ring based off of the Japanese uh, movie. The American version came out, and then they did Rings Two because the the first movie actually did very well. Uh, and then the second yeah. one, it kind of dropped off, I guess. I never saw the second one, uh, and then now they're doing this one. So it's kind of funny because I think I want to go back, and I actually want to watch the second one. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, let's see what this trailer is. Of course, the trailer is for uh, new uh, Converses, so we're just going to sit back and relax and just go, oh. Um, oh, there you go. <sighs> You're not real! You're not real. Oh! That's some scary shit. Actually, I'm, the only problem I have with that right now is. Uh, Come on. How's her, how is, how is her film in uh, HD? I keep thinking about this story. There's this video that kills you seven days after you watch it. The second it's over, the phone rings. Okay, who still has a landline? Good question. That's when she's coming for me. You want to know about the girl? Oh shit. In the well. Kingpin. What does she want from me? This mark on your hand. It says rebirth. looks interesting has some good um <clears throat> good uh, stuff it looks like they're going in a different route with this movie which is kind of interesting to see instead of the same old same old so uh yeah um i'll definitely check it out it looks fun i mean wow man this really is back in like the day i just realized we just were talking about like pokemon go uh what's it called um blink 182 had a new album like all oh, this yeah. like old stuff keeps coming back and then i just realized it's like yeah we're we're getting another uh a Blair Witch Project, and then now another Rings movie. It's like, geez, did we all just hit like a weird time warp? Um, yeah, it looks like uh, basically the short description of it is a young woman becomes worried about her boyfriend when he explores a dark subculture surrounding a mysterious videotape said to kill the watcher seven days after he has viewed it. 
She sacrifices herself to save her boyfriend and in doing so makes a horrifying discovery. There's a movie within the movie that no one has ever seen before. Mm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I did totally didn't recognize that that was Kingpin. I, yeah, I, which is weird because he's blind. Yeah. Wait, why is that weird? Oh, no, uh, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Took me a sec. Ah, oh, wow. Daredevil reference. Okay. But yeah, no, uh, looks, uh, I mean, the yeah. first one was pretty good. I mean, I haven't seen the first one since it came out, I think, like in theaters and stuff like that. And I, I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, I'll give this one a shot. I mean, it's what we do. So, yeah. we watch. I mean, I saw a Scary Movie too. <laughs> but that's about the closest I've seen, I've gotten to actually watching The Ring. So, um, actually, I'll probably have to. Actually, Scary. Uh, movie two did not deal with uh, the ring. I believe that was scary movie either three or four because the second one was oh you're correct. I'm sorry. It was scary movie three that was making fun of the ring and signs, signs okay. and uh something else. Okay, so you pulled this up. So is this all because of the weird posters? Um, actually, I pulled it up because it's just about Ouija Origin of Evil, which is the guy who um it's being directed by the guy who did Hush. Um. And Oculus. Ah, uh, yes. So, um, I was just pulling it up because it looked like there was an update on it. So... Well, so it's coming soon. Yeah, and actually, wow. So it has Parker Mack, who's from Divergent, Sam Anderson, Kate Siegel, who's from Oculus, Doug Jones, who's from Hellboy, Elizabeth Reeser, Henry, Henry Thomas, and Lulu Wilson. So, decent names, in this movie, so that should be kind of cool. Yeah, this is supposed to be the sequel of the failed movie, and I think they gave it to him because they were like, and I think what's his face, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, John Cena. No, John <laughs> Woo. Oh, yeah. The, the new guy. I don't know if he's uh, producing it, just because they were like, here, kind of fix our franchise. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't remember the backstory to that, but uh, very cool, very yeah, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I guess it just says coming soon, so I don't know if it was pushed back or if it's finally getting released. Most of these movies yeah. will be coming out, I believe, Oh, in... October 21st, 2016. Ha! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say October, so. Sorry. I got excited because I saw the date. But, yeah, so basically, quick synopsis of this movie. I don't think we actually ever read a synopsis for nope. it. A uh, sequel takes place in 1965 Los Angeles, where a widowed mother and her two daughters... Add a new stunt to bolster their seance scam business and unwittingly invite authentic evil into their home. The youngest daughter is overtaken by the merciless spirit, forcing the small family to confront unthinkable fears to save her and send her possessor back to the other side. That's actually kind of clever. Like, I never really thought of taking something that direction. Like, basically being like having a bunch of scam artists who are doing, like, the supernatural type of thing mm. and then being like, Oh, it's actually real. Uh oh. We uh we done bugged up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my god, this is like so hipster. Anyways. Um next story. The one I was rather excited about. Yeah. Uh Trick or Treat Two update directly from Michael Doherty. Um let's see. Which I think it's funny that you got excited when I already mentioned this like I know. I just I get anytime Trick or Treat Two is mentioned, I get excited. I know you already brought it up. I just figured I would bring up the bring it up again. Oh, does uh, how, how I just want how how does that feel when someone just takes the winds out of your sail when you're trying to do stuff? You do that to me all the time. Not on the podcast. <laughs> sure you do. No, that's you. Anyway, I do a build up and you really screw it up. So I just wanted you to know how it felt. 
And oh, our listeners will agree. Um, so, I don't know. I can't tell if they're actually going to make one or not. He says, it is very much my intention to make the sequel. Uh, creatively, it's in process. When it actually happens, I don't know. But hopefully stuff like this, the digital decorations, the comic books, the merchandise, and what have you, will tide people over, and I can finally get around to making it. Um... Uh, he said, I miss Sam. Uh, he said, when we were shooting these vignettes, I was getting a little bit emotional because I would love nothing more than to hang out with Sam again for a year or two, bringing him back to the big screen. Hmm. Uh, and he also says, I think it'd be great to make it a trilogy at least. So fingers crossed. For me, I think every film should explore a different aspect of Halloween. I felt that like the first film was the very traditional suburban Halloween that we have all have some memory of. But as I've grown up over the years, I've lived everywhere from Columbus, Ohio to New York to L.A. And I find that the holiday is very different depending on where you live or even time periods. I don't see why we should be limited to just present day stories. Halloween is an amazing holiday because it evolves depending on where you live and the time period. Interesting. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Especially if he like, takes it to like different... Oh, trick or treat. Because if you take it back farther, like, uh, honestly, it was a lot more, like, creepy and demonic back in the day. Because, I mean, it's literally about, like, putting on a mask so then your dead loved ones who came back from the dead for a night don't recognize you. So it's kind of disturbing if you think about it. Yeah. Anyways. So, yes, that's all I got for, uh... Movie news. Movie and horror news and everything like that. So, uh, without further ado, we watched a movie called From Dusk Till Dawn, 1996. I'm going to pull up the IMDb page and give you a little synopsis, and then I'm going to... Rip the movie uh, apart? Uh, oh, no, we don't do it like some uh, some moviegoers do and stuff like that. But, of sure. course, we have a, a full cast. I mean, this movie was... Uh, yeah, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who's known for doing, like, uh, Desperado, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, um, just a bunch of other stuff. It's also written by uh, Robert Kurtzman, and also uh, Quentin Tarantino was the screenplay. Uh, you have a lot of people in this movie who are, like, back then were not well-known, maybe a few of them. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really, really big cast of people that you're just like, oh, wow. So you have George Clooney, of course, Quentin Tarantino, Harvey Keitel, uh, Juliet Lewis, uh, Ernest Liu, uh, Sa- Sam- Salma Hayek, I always can never get his stuff thing, Cheech Marin, uh, Danny Trio, uh, Tom Slavine, uh, Fred William, and Michael Parks as well. Uh, a lot of heavy hitters in this movie, which is kind of kind of interesting and cool. You also have John uh, Saxon, which is actually not only the FBI agent in the movie, but he was also in the original uh, Freddy Krueger uh, movies. He played the dad, actually, at that. Uh, and you also had Kelly uh, Pearson. So it's just a really big, good cra- cast and everything like that. So, without further ado, before we dive into this, I'll read you guys the synopsis, then Anna and I will talk about the movie. What we liked, what we didn't like, and then uh, uh, give you guys their reviews and give you uh, them uh, give you guys our reviews. So it's uh, two criminal criminal criminals and their hostages unknowingly seek a temporary refuge in an established populated by vampires uh, with catatonic results. So I don't know if catatonic would have been the word I used for that, but um, you know mm. it's. 
Anyways. Again, I don't write the. I know you don't write it. I just am questioning. Uh, Do you think that sums up the movie, Anna? No. No. Okay. (laughs) So, Anna, why don't we talk about what to do? Because this is the first time I've seen the movie. Mm -hmm. You've seen it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead. So, does it, when you saw it and then seeing it now, does it hold up? Uh, The first time I saw it, I thought it was okay. Um, This time around seeing it, I'm less inclined to like it simply because, like, I guess now, like, I guess the first time watching it through, I was more interested in, like, the actual, like, story of it and kind of, like, how they're going to get from point A to point B. Rewatching it, it's a lot easier to see, like, all the plot holes that they had and, like, all the issues that they had getting from point A to point B. And, like, um, I know you were talking about yesterday about how it seems, it almost seems like there's two, it's, like, two different movies. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely watching this movie, um... Uh, I can see now why maybe Dust uh, from Dust Till Dawn is a TV series now or a Netflix series or whatever it is right now, uh, which I'm inclined to check out after watching this movie. Uh, they seem to give you a lot of a backstory with these main characters mm-hmm. uh, to, before they finally actually get to this vampire movie. Now, I believe when this movie was first coming out, they pretty much advertised it as a vampire movie. Uh, they show all the cool scenes and stuff like that, but it's a good 40 to maybe 58 minutes uh, before they even arrive at the bar uh, to do, like, you know, to get to their thing, what they're doing. So what I said, I said, yeah, if you basically were doing a story about two robbers, two, uh, you know, serial killers or whatever you're doing in the beginning, and that carried out to be its own thing, that's a completely different movie. And then you could have literally done just a vampire movie at that point with this uh, this bar. But, yeah, it was very two different movies. I mean, both very well written. Um, not your normal kind of Quentin Tarantino, uh, thing, but I have a problem that maybe, uh, Robert Kurtzman probably, you know, did his thing and mm-hmm. maybe Quentin Tarantino just kind of gave him like a, like an outline Could be. of stuff like that. Cause you know, Quentin Tarantino was very famous for showing you bits and pieces of stuff before you get the full story and you're like, Oh, like he likes to backtrack a lot, which was a very good, cool way of doing, you know, filmmaking. Um, so basically, yeah, the, actually, now that I think about it, it could have this movie could have really used the Quentin Tarantino touch, where they literally could have been at the bar with a bunch of vampires. Yeah, and, and then, then just li- cuts in the and then back cuts in to the-, the very beginning of the movie, and you're like, okay, what the fuck's going on, kind of thing. Because uh, then it kind of then it kind of tricks you, because it's almost like these guys are panic struck, and you're like, well, you just saw where these guys were. They were just in this bar with a bunch of vampires. Is this entire town full of vampires? Do the hostages they have are vampires? Like it can give this whole thing. Uh, now, now that I think about it, that kind of makes the the movie a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, well, I mean, it could even uh, have started with like the part, the point whenever uh, Quentin Tarantino gets the blade and it's stuck in his hand, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" And you're like trying to figure it out, and then it cuts to like the freaking like the beginning with the whole like in the convenience store, which that whole scene just are not like that. rubs you the wrong way. No, it was. 10 minutes long and they could have been two minutes well again they drag out a lot of stuff in that opening act because if you think about it they drag out a lot of it and then when you finally get to the vampire thing like that vampire thing was over pretty before i knew it it was like half the vampires were dead spoilers uh half the cast (laughs) was dead yeah and then spoilers and then you and then you have uh you have two cast members that just kind of show up towards the end of this movie i would say probably towards the third act of this movie 
uh, and those are like my two favorite characters, and they're not in it for long, and then they're vampires, and then it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. So, um, but before I keep like thinking it was a bad, like I really didn't like this movie or whatnot, I do have to give it credit. Uh, I like the special effects in that movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, the you know, uh, 1996 was the time frame for that, so still pretty good for 1996 standards. Um, you were gonna say? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Fred Williamson. He plays Frost in the movie, I guess. The black mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever he got turned into a vampire, like his the special effects just like on his face was freaky. Like it was freaky and it was good, but it like, kind of reminded me a bit of like the. Um, oh, what are they called? I think it's from like Resident Evil, where like they open their mouths and their mouths. Oh, like, the liquors. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of what it reminded me of. I was like, that's creepy. Yeah, so, I mean, special effects on that movie is really kind of cool and fun and entertaining. And it's it, it reminds me, I think, I don't know if they took an ode to um, an ode to uh, Evil Dead when it got to that point. Yeah. Because um, there's the shotgun, there's, like, the stake, like, uh, shredder, I'm going to call it, even though it's almost kind of like the chainsaw at this point. Uh, but then there's just like the the fast action, the fast pace, the things flying, the things exploding, the you know mess getting everywhere. So it was very to me. I I'm pretty sure it was an homage to uh, Evil Dead, Sam Raimi directing. So um, if not, uh, I'm gonna say bullshit on that one. There's no way they could say <laughs> they've never seen like a Sam Raimi film. The time I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino and Sam Raimi are probably like friends, kind of like Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino, which is so weird to hear know that. That is weird. Like <laughs> it's cool. That but Quentin it's Tarantino weird. and Kevin Smith are like, you know, buddy. well, yeah, they pretty much joined uh, Miramax team at like the same time. Like a lot of Quentin Tarantino's films were Miramax made uh, oh. indie films and stuff like that. So I'm um, sorry, getting off on a tangent with that, but yeah, no, uh, it's an enjoyable movie, and I, I I enjoyed the special effects of that. I think next time around, I watch it, I might just skip to the vampire scene, um, and get all that kind of stuff, but. The one thing I do have to say now, and it does make me, like I said, it is inc- now I'm in kind of inclined to kind of watch the show because I'm kind of like, okay, wh- where were they going to go with the show? Now, if the, if the show was exactly like the movie with two brothers uh, and these people that they meet, almost kind of like the zombie apocalypse and they get together, or is, the, is it going to be like where the movie ended and it's just this guy now in Mexico or whatnot, or are they going to do where they're going to probably kind of explain the movie? within a few episodes and then goes goes its own path kind of like walking dead has from like the comics and stuff i have a feeling it's probably going to be that third one like they'll actually cover like okay this is how they got from point a to point b this is you know how from point b to point c and then i'm just curious if they are going to keep uh like george clooney's character and the girl together or are they just going to follow their two separate paths and say, okay, you know, this is what they did. This is what, this is what he did. This is what she did. And if she's going to like take the route of like a, basically like a self-proclaimed like vampire hunter because she has no family left. So she's basically just like, whenever he's just like, good luck. She's just kind of stuck in Mexico on her own, like trying to figure out how to get back home and like where she's going to go and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm very surprised with that now. So actually, so um, before we give our reviews, we'll give the reviews of um, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Uh, it was just funny because the list pops up of like things that are opening in theaters, and they you know already rated them or whatnot. Uh, but it's just kind of funny to see that like another horror movie, Don't Breathe, got a really good review. Oh yeah, I heard Don't Breathe got a good review, and I heard Lights Out got a good. Yeah, review Lights Out got well. a really good review. So it's just very. Very surprising with all the of So Rotten Tomatoes, of course, they gave it a 63%, and the audience scored it 
at a 76 percent uh so the audience obviously liked it more than they did but uh, according to 63 percent it's uh, still uh i mean that's still decent or whatnot um which is funny because that is still doing better than batman v superman (laughs) well it's just kind of funny because okay so that that advertisement we just saw for that michael fassbender movie yeah yeah it's the light between whatever yeah that got 17 (laughs) percent Uh, then a movie called Morgan got 45%. Morgan Freeman. Uh, the other movie we were just talking about, Yoga Hoser, I kind of figured because critics don't like Kevin Smith. Uh, well, they did at one point, but not anymore. Uh, Yoga Hoser's got 24%. Yeah, uh, better than Michael Fassbender. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> but still not as good as Suicide Squad, which is at 26%, which is so funny with these movies. It's at 26%? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, everybody, a lot uh, of people, like, we talked about it, we enjoyed it. I, it's really kind of funny, though, with that, because I just looked at Ben Hurd. Mm-hmm. So, even Suicide Squad can't even, so, the remake of Ben Hurd is still a terrible movie, but apparently not, it's 1% less terrible than Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad that is so Which is so funny, because, oh, right, I'm sorry. oh, okay, I was about to say okay. that, uh, I didn't know if Sully <clears throat> got ready yet, but it's not scored yet, but coming soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll be well. It's a Tom Hanks movie, and the critics love Tom Hanks, so I'm sure it'll be do totally fine. Plus, it's based on a true story, so therefore everyone's gonna love it, and everyone's gonna go see it, even if it's terrible and incredibly boring. Everyone's still gonna rave about how amazing it is. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, those sorry, I just went down a rabbit hole of stuff and things like that. So then IMDb uh, gave this movie a 7.3 out of 10, so they rated it a lot higher than uh, high. Um, than Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, so before we we'll give our reviews of the movie, uh, we'll give a rating. We always do five out of five. Uh, I think this will be... Whiskey bottles? You're going with whiskey bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I would have gone with uh, five out of five cock guns. So. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, oh, yeah, so side note, I almost forgot. Uh, Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Short little part in the movie, but he was still a good actor. And yeah, he got big. Yeah. Like you see him now, and he's like this kind of built he's this dude. He's a massive dude, and back then he was like scrawny. Uh, well, not scrawny. Well, he not was, scrawny, but he like was, scrawny for him. Yeah, he, he was, was like. Yeah, he was, he was built. But he was still, but he's not like how he is like he's basically, today. Yeah, he's ba- he was basically toned. He wasn't ripped at that point. Which again, I still think he would be a fun choice for Lobo in the DC movies. Yeah, but um, that's just me. Well, it's Jenny Trejo. He's awesome. Um, but out of five whiskey bottles, I would. Um, it's cock guns. Oh, I'm sorry. Out of five <laughs> cock guns, I would say two. Two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with two as well, because uh, like I said, special effects are really good, but again, the movie, uh, and don't get me wrong, I know everyone's all like, oh, some horror movies start slow and stuff like that, but I'm like, you, this is the thing though, you, you, you sold it as a horror movie, but then you did like... A drama. A real big drama in the beginning, and then finally like stuff. Now, if, and now honestly, they could have led the uh, uh, planted the seeds throughout the movie where radio reports would come on and be all like, oh, a weird, vicious attack happened, you know. But you have no idea what's going on. Everyone just thinks it's just like a serial killer or something like that, you know, kind of thing. I mean, uh, you know, this is just me. Uh, I don't know if I'm just being very – if I'm just picky or if other people think this way where they're like, oh, no, there should be a little bit more – uh, in depth to it, but yeah, no, I mean overall, fun movie. I saw it for free. It was on Netflix. 
Uh, so definitely go check that out. Like I said, I'm pro we're probably going to touch upon the series because uh, I know one thing I actually just realized I want to pick up that just came out is uh, the first season of Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is returning in yes. October on Stars. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to have to sit down and watch those and talk about those. But yeah, i got to get Stars or a way to watch Ash versus the Evil Dead. Uh, I would like to touch upon those, maybe do a little highlight every week of, because I got to do that with Walking Dead as well and catch up on that stuff. But I, I plan on bringing that kind of news to the horror stuff just to do, give a little recap and see where everything's going. So, uh, you know, what also would have been nice is if they had actually, cause like whenever they panned out, like it shows that the, like the, the strip club is actually like a pyramid. Yeah, and yeah. On the side of like a quarry. And it looks like it's a Mayan temple. And I was like, that would be so cool if they had actually, like if instead of like the whole like drama thing at the beginning of the movie, it had started like about where they like meet the people, they, you know, get dragged down to Mexico, whatever. They, and instead of like just getting stuck in like the cantina area, they actually like go down in there, find out it's a nest, and then they have to figure their way like back out or like back out into the sunlight well, at least, or uh, just something more. Uh, another than... thing though, if it is a low budget film, yeah, that's true, might be the reason. But you kind of saved a lot of money, unless literally they had to build that weird backstory just because they literally just had that little bit for a vampire stuff, and they're like, oh, and, and they like, ran out of money. And just... like, Ew. no, they didn't run out of money. They're just like, look, we're only gonna. It's like this is all we have for vampire stuff. It's like well, your movie's only gonna be like 30, 45 oh, yeah. minutes long. You're like, all right, let's uh, let's do a cheap uh, <laughs> let's intro. Let's throw some stuff out the beginning. You know, kind of thing. So have a reporter do a you know a newscast for ten minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So that's our show for this week. Um, of course, again, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at bhorrorcast. Uh, don't forget to check out our uh, email address, not another bhorrorcast at gmail dot com. And of course, don't forget to give our Facebook page a like at uh, www.facebook.com backslash not another bhorrorcast, and just click on that. Give us a clicky clicky with a hickey um but yeah i think that's gonna wrap up this episode of not another b horrorcast again like we said looking for guests anybody wants to skype in i'm gonna start reaching out so got all that good stuff and yeah uh oh and don't forget to check out our sponsors revenge lover designs illustrates designs that fit your personality for samples and inquiries please visit revengelover.com and don't forget you can buy all your horror uh, movie stuff if you want to or even stream it on amazon.com but you don't go to amazon.com you go to the sasquatch.net click on that amazon banner and shop like you normally do we get a little taste if you do um so yeah i think that's going to wrap up this episode of not another be horrorcast unless anna you have anything else you want to add i got nothing all right well then until next time kitties carpe noctum This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.